Welcome back to Cheap Thrills. I'm your host, Etheria, and here's your top stories of the week. Here's this past week's top stories in gaming. There was a special event held in Disneyland for Kingdom Hearts 3, where the gaming media and YouTube gaming influencers got to play and record up to an hour of gameplay. The game is looking really good and the core gameplay seems to be intact. The game is looking to be released later this month. So it seems that Xbox has been reporting that over 1 million people have been playing the State of Decay via Twitch in or Mixer and these Sony fans of the PS4 seems to be downplaying this to some degree. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this. I love PlayStation. I think it's an amazing platform with amazing games. And I'm sure that you heard me mention this before in the past podcast. Um, they've done a phenomenal, gosh, just amazing with this game platform, that is. So, um, these Xbox or these fans of these games for Xbox don't have a lot to, you know, play. And the State of Decay 2 came out and it's the one I wouldn't say mediocre, but it's just not up to the Xbox standard. But it's out nonetheless. And they reported that over a million people didn't play this game. Why are Sony YouTubers and fans on Twitter downplaying this? I mean, like, you guys have God of War. You got Detroit Become Human. Go play your games. I don't care whether it was 1 million or 500,000. Let them live with their game. They're enjoying it. So why are you downplaying this? It doesn't make sense. It, it, it looks bad across the whole community like PlayStation is at 79 million systems sold you have Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out let Xbox live H1Z1 beta is looking good. This was on some of the YouTube channels. And 
It looks like a beta. Um, don't know when this game is going to be released, but um, yeah, it needs a lot of work. But the premise of this game seems fun. And hopefully when they work out all the kinks to this, that it will look and play great. So this week, Battleground, or not Battleground, my God, I got that on my mind. Sorry. <laughs> so Battlefield Drive trailer came out. Of course, it was a CGI trailer. And it was like a whole event. Like, why are they giving... I digress. I'm not going to give them that time. So, again, it's the same thing. It was just a reveal trailer. And the controversy of this is the cover art. Some of the guys don't like that there's a woman featured on the cover art. And they are upset about that. And I don't understand why. Like, women do do this. You know, they serve this in the military. Why are you God, such toxic? Hmm. So... I have another rant. Okay. So, Capcom released Resident Evil 7, the cloud version, in Japan. Now, this game was going to be on Japan servers, and it was released this past week. So the Americans and the Europeans and the like, they decided they want in on this. So they downloaded the file, which was very small, mind you, because it's just streaming. All of the YouTubers, influencers, get run, not get, but they run to their YouTube channels to put up this video and say this game is crappy, this game is messed up, this game, you avoid this like the plague. And I'm sure I left a couple of comments on some of their videos. Dude, you are an American. Playing in America, a game where the servers are in Japan, and you believe that your internet is just that good enough where you can play seamlessly stream this game. Are you mental? Is what I wanted to say. You should know that that is not, it's not going to be optimized. It's only going to work in Japan. That's why they had the service working 
primarily in Japan. Do you not know this? Why are you trashing this game knowing that this is going to happen? It's like get over yourself, man. You shouldn't you should if you have a bad experience, whether it's with lag or the communication from server to your system, and mind you, why are you playing on Wi-Fi? You do know that the um the Nintendo land adapter works with the switch. And yes, I understand that the system is designed to be optimized. It's optimized for Wi-Fi. But come on. Come on. I use my LAN adapter for my Switch. Because primarily I use the dock. And furthermore, uh, let me say this as a, a digress. But it needs to be said. For you, gaming media and YouTube influencer, stop talking about like what is going to happen when you take this system out. My phone surface is not the best. However, I use my phone as a hotspot for my Switch. Whenever I go out, it works great, and I play a lot of Splatoon 2, and there is no drops whatsoever. And I'm like low-end as far as the service. So, I need you guys to stop with that foolishness, because that's not true. You can actually use your phone as a hotspot and as a means to take the internet with you for your switch to communicate. This is very possible. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent like that, but it's like use logical sense. I don't understand why they feel the need to prop up a system that is doing well. And I'm talking about, you know, like, PS4 is a great system, but it's not the standard. It's not. It's a standard for the PS4. But what makes these three platforms so interesting is because they're all different. And that's what you need to highlight why this system is different and how it may appeal to your taste. Um, let's talk about um, these Pokemon rumors again. They are not going to let up on these Pokemon rumors because it's, it's going to be for the platform, the Nintendo Switch, and I guess... Okay, so E3 is around the corner, like, I think two weeks from now. Here's the psychological 
manipulation as far as this Pokemon rumors and stuff like this go. The people, and I mean, when I say people, I mean the YouTuber influencers and the gaming media. Now, they want to temper your expectation, but they also know what this game is going to do. Now, Pokemon is a staple in a console seller for Nintendo. Like, you're not walking away without 30 to 40 million copies of this game sold. It's, it's part of the zeitgeist of the gaming community, Pokemon. It goes back to people setting the standard. They know what this game is going to do. I'm not expecting this game to be the best. No. It's the first in its series. I want to see the entry of it. Because I want to see what's the possibility of it to go. I don't think that we should have incredibly high expectations, but I just want to see where this may go and be hopeful on that part. And the gaming media appears to want to downplay it in a double-edged sword way. Well... We know that it's going to look a little bit like an up-res 3DS. Yes, it may very well be that. But we're not looking at it from the graphical point. We're looking at the mechanics. What are they going to introduce as far as the game mechanics and the gameplay to the console experience that makes it unique from... The way that we've been playing it over the years. On the handheld platform. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to be wild in its graphical proudness. Because that's not what Pokemon is known for. It's known for the story, the Pokemon, and its gameplay. Because I want to be... And I want to be engaged with this story. And if this game can tie the future and the past games together, then that's a, an improvement to me. And I want them to expand on that so in Japan it is rumored that Nintendo is looking to sell the Nintendo Switch without the dock for a cheaper price in Japan 
I think that this is a great idea. Um, and because, you know, as Japan, most of their gamers are mobile. They, they don't have a lot of home consoles. But this is a great idea. And this is the quickest way how to get not only one, but multiple systems within the same household. So let's see how this works out. Hopefully, you know, the price be reasonable and the possibility of it, you know, coming west or whether it goes into the European area. I'm just hopeful that it'll work out. So the new, the, well, there's two popular games that came out this week. Um, Detroit Become Human. I have yet to play the demo to that game. I, I don't know if I want to play it. It's, it looks interesting. It's, it's a cinematic experience and I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm into that game. But maybe when it goes on sale, I may pick it up. Um, Dark Souls 2 Remastered has been released. And uh, you know what? It's not released on the Nintendo Switch yet. But... Hopefully it'll do good on the other platforms as far as sales numbers because I just want to see these numbers for a well for this my personal reason. The majority of the people who play Dark Souls have already played the first one on the PS4 and on the Xbox 360. So I want to know how many people went back to it. I never played it. I'm waiting for the Nintendo Switch to experience it. So a lot of people are talking about Sony announcing that the PS4 is coming towards the end of its life cycle. The PS4 been out for five years. Of course, this should be heading into new territory, you know, because they want to, you know, advance their games and their technological proudness on their hardware. But here's the dilemma. They had the PS4 Pro. So, are they talking about like the PS4 Vanilla? Is they're ending that? And like, you know how, what, what I'm trying to say is this. They're going to stop focusing on the PS4 but they're going to start phasing more, more of their games onto the PS4 Pro. And this is why these half-generational 
increments are bad for business because maybe they should have waited until the PS5 instead of the PS4 Pro because we don't have the PS4 Pro numbers. They all jumbled together. So if you are ending the PS4 era, are they talking about the PS4 Pro as well? And what does the PS5 look like? But again, they're talking that they won't even think about doing this within 2020 to 2021. So what I'm guessing is that they're going to start requiring people to look into maybe upgrading to the Pro as far as these next couple of years. Hey, I need you guys to try to upgrade because it, the games that are being developed is developed with the PS4 specs in mind. And Xbox One X Get it together, man. It's... I, I cannot wait to see what they do in E3. I think the one who's going to come out on top this year is Xbox One X. Because they don't have nothing to lose at this point. Because Microsoft needs to throw these monies at these third-party companies and be like, I need this to be exclusive for my platform and I need for you to start developing games from the ground up and doing what they need to do because there's no reason that it should be this bad for the Xbox brand. As far as games, because I do like that gaming service. That's an amazing thing, but not a lot of people have the internet. So, Microsoft, I am ready for you to wow me come this year's E3. And that was this week's top stories in gaming. This week's top stories in pop culture. Okay, so this is just in. Okay. Back in the days, there was, this is regarding Kanye West. And you know how I feel about him. But, there was a not-for-profit organization that... You know, he co-founded with Donda's house. And this is like for the inner city kids in Chicago on the south side to help, you know, inspire and create a space and an environment where these kids can, you know, shine creativity, their creativity and, you know, to do something better with themselves. So Kanye West 
and an old friend of his, the rapper Rhymefest. Now, if you don't know who he is, he has done a lot of work with Kanye West in the past. I believe one of his prominent songs that he helped co-write was Jesus Walks. And like most of his work is production, but they decided to, you know, create this house. And it appears that there's been lack of communication from both parties as far as maintaining this foundation for this house and the organization. And Kanye just kind of like, you know, drifted away from that project. And Rhymefest got on line via Twitter and was like, hey, Drake, I know you are going into this rap battle, which we will talk about with Kanye West, but um, since he got so much money to throw away, can you please give us some of that money so that we may, you know, continue on with this organization? So here comes Kanye West's wife, Kim. She's telling this to Rhymefest, like, listen, we know you are trying your best to, you know, slander my husband and his works and stuff like that because you're upset that you couldn't be on his new album. And we are not trying to, like, you know, focus on the house and whatnot. Uh, you can stop lying and we'll sort it out, but we don't want you to, like, you know, have your hands all over it and whatnot. And I'm not paraphrasing, this is just me being silly about it, but I hope you get the gist to it. So, she goes out on Twitter ranting and, you know, besmirching this man and his good works. Because all he wanted to do was, like, listen, Kanye, I know you are still in your Bible, your bubble, but we need for you to, like, you know, help us with this foundation. And you're just being quiet on it. So, you know, help. She's all up in her panties about it because clearly he has an album coming out and she doesn't want any bad press about it. So, he released a letter to her saying, listen, I'm not trying to badmouth your husband. I'm just trying to get these kids a place to stay, you know. But your husband, who is the co-finder, mind you, has not been, you know, doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's slacking on his end of the job. I'm actually asking you for help. Why are you berating me with these 
tweets about stuff that is non-essential to the point. And if you feel this way about it, what I can do is I'll let you have it. Because, of course, I'm going to feel bad about it. But if you feel dispassionate about it, I can walk away from it. And that is exactly what they did. They was like, listen, since y'all feel so passionate about it and you care so much about the image and everything, what we're going to do is we're going to put it in your hands. And if it falls to the wayside, then it's unfortunate, but... That's the way you wanted it. And I'm not going to, you know, be held accountable for it. So, as of right now, it looks like that's the way it's going to be going. So, Kim K, I want you to bring that same energy to those inner city kids in Chicago that you brought to this man. Stand by your husband's, you know, commitment. And we're going to stick with the same subject as far as Kanye West. First of all, young man. Pusha T came out with an album called The Toner. It's actually a quite good album. It's actually quite good. Um, Kanye West paid $80,000 for a photo that was taken of Whitney Houston's bathroom. And in this photo, there was drugs paraphernalia. And it just, you know, it's it's not a good photo. He paid $80,000 to put it on this young man's album as a cover. Like... This is Whitney Houston. We all know that she had her her ups and downs. And that she had her troubles. Her demons. But for you to capitalize on this speaks volumes to you. And what a cruel individual you are. This does not look good, Kanye. Why would you use this as a cover art? That woman is gone. She's dead. What what do you have to gain for that? And furthermore, Pusha T, why would you allow it? It's just, it makes no sense. And Kanye West, you put in the doctor that worked on your mother, who, which led to her death because of plastic surgery. Don't put that man, um photograph on your album cover don't do that don't give him shine just oh Mm. so let's talk about Pusha T Pusha T came out with this um, song on his new album Daytona which was released this week again it was quite good but there was a song called The Last Track Cause it was like seven tracks on this album, and I think that's good because it was short and concise and it was focused. Now, Pusha T is known for his drugs 
stories in his music. Now, some people feel the same, like they feel that he has not grown as far as his music, but he kept it consistent. And I say, go with what you know. It's his life. He's telling his story. It's his art. And his past has a lot to do with drugs. Drugs, not drug use, but the drug game. Um, so he came up with this song called Infrared, where he was shooting digs at Kanye West and Drake. Now, Drake soon came out with a track called Duffy that, um, no, it was a snapback at Pusha T. Now, both albums or songs are good. I feel that Drake song is a little bit more at Kanye West and the reason why I say this is because Kanye West is actually at the helm of good music so Drake was going at Kanye West because Kanye West is responsible for what goes on at good music and Pusha T is on good music and Pussy T went at Drake's neck with that infrared. Again, both songs are good. I like Pusha T's beat. And the reason why I like Pusha T dig a little bit more, like 1% more, is because I believe in what Pusha T was saying. He was coming directly at Drake and in his rap, he was saying, listen, I don't have respect for people who don't write their rhymes. Now, as everybody knows that they're in the rap game, they're people who write their own raps, but they're also collaborators, okay? And what Pusha T was pushing was, listen, I respect that you were able to profit and to create a lane and to stay on the top with the help of others. But as far as this game go, I don't respect you because you don't write your own raps to an extent. But I know Drake to write raps for other people. So it's kind of a balance, but it's like a little kink in that armor when you don't write your own rhymes. And that's where I think Kendrick and J. Cole shine in this field because it's led to believe that they write their own raps 
and you know they don't use Ruckus's tracks and Drake there's evidence of him doing that and Pusha T came at him about that now Drake went at Kanye West talking about you need to you know holler at your artists and you know because they're besmirching my name and I don't want that so he came at him and he came at him fast as I don't know like the following day so Drake is about that I give him props for that like that boy do not let them get at him about that like he's a rapper but I will say this to you, Drake. I need you to come with that same energy. Because I fear that Kendrick, though he moved on, I think that Drake is still in his feelings about Kendrick. So, I don't know where this may go. So, Morgan Freeman is in trouble due to the alleged sexual harassment of I want to say eight women in the past on on set and you know for his that studio but in the workplace where he's like the boss there um, the ladies are talking that they felt sexually harassed by him from his crew sayings to them as far as their looks and they felt uncomfortable. He later, you know, came out and apologized, saying that he didn't know that he made them feel that way and... But he stand by that he is not, um, he did not sexually harass these women. That he did not intentionally wanted them to feel uncomfortable. Like he seemed like, he thought it was in jest, that it was in passing, but it wasn't personal. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that are coming out about these guys who are in power in Hollywood and how they talk to these women like you guys have got to do better like stop with this bad behavior it makes you look horrible and speaking of horrible men Harvey Weinstein had um surrendered himself to the officers you know and admitted that he did some bad things and he was released on a million dollar bail that just ugh, just throw him up under the jail i don't want you all to talk about him no more um, Rachel Dozal is facing felony charges 
Because when this woman was on welfare, she apparently put in over $80,000 into her personal account while she was receiving public aid. And that is a no-no. You cannot do that. So she was lying on all fronts. Just get rid of her. Get rid of her. Oh, and some good news. The Obamas has signed a three-project deal with Netflix. And it's going to cover a documentary and other platforms. Hold on, let me look this up. So, yeah, it's going to be a docu-series, a documentary film. And potentially a scripted series. So good on the Obamas for getting that deal with Netflix. I'm sure that it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful project. And I, for one, I'm excited to see what happens. So Stacey Abrams, when Georgia Democratic primary for governor good on you um georgia i'd like to see that you are progressing the south is really starting to show like their resistance to this administration it's things are changing get out and vote i think i've mentioned this last podcast Get out and vote. Let's talk about this 30-year-old young man who got evicted from his parents' house because he wouldn't work and he wouldn't pay none of it. Like, why are we giving this man coverage? Why am I even talking about him? Like, You know what? Dude is a loser. And I'm glad that he got kicked out. And that is all we have to say about that. So, Anietta Grande X, Mac Miller, is in trouble because of his DUI hit and run situation. And why is she dating? Pete Davidson, like, that girl, her, and it's rumored that Nicki Minaj is dating Eminem, like, really? Girl, this is, this is that, ladies, you have got to learn to spend time with yourself, to love yourself. To get to know who you are so that you can seek what you need in a relationship from these men that you are so desperately trying to be with. I hope that Nicki Minaj and Eminem, I hope that they're not together. Like, he doesn't need that drama. Like, ugh. And, I'm, girl, Ariana... Sit down. 
You go through too many men. You go through men like you go through your albums. Your new album is not even out yet. And you got another man under your belt. Girl, you starting to look worse than Taylor Swift. And yes, I did go after her. <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love her music. I think she's a fabulous writer. It's just... I don't, I don't hold her as in high esteem as her music. I love her music. Music is a good vibe. Get into it. But her as a person, hmm. I really do like um, where... And I'm sorry, this is going completely left, so we're changing subjects. Um, I like where this new season of Westworld is going. Now, a lot of people are, like, lost as far as they... I don't know where did they want it to go, but here's my personal interpretation of where this season is going. This season is mostly about what is going on in the background. Like, there's a bigger picture to Westworld and what's going on. Because as, well, I'm not going to go too far ahead of myself. But let's just stay on what's going on with now. There are a lot of work in the background and for this season I think they are bringing that to the forefront like the inner workings behind this company Delos and like they had their fingers and all of it but we didn't know about it in the first season because clearly it was about the park and about you know the characters and what is going on this season is mostly about something is coming and they want you to be aware of what's coming and they don't want you to be surprised they want you to be like current because when it hits us it's going to hit us with nothing but surprises and there's this battle that is going on with Arnold and Robert Ford because they both were creators of this world but they had different ideals as you know Ford, he wanted to go ahead with this project. But Arnold knew the ramifications of it. He saw what was coming and he was like, listen, human beings are not ready for this. I mean, it's a great idea, but we are not ready for this. Now, the man in black is 
what they doing is, well, what he's done is this. He's taken the side of Ford, but he manipulated it. Whereas he's like, there's something sinister that is going on from this Delos company about we wanted to go we want to corrupt it in a way where it benefits us not as the human experience but us as a company so it's tainted and even though Arnold didn't see this but he had the premise like human beings are not ready for this because he felt that we the machines were going to get become self-aware but in their self-awareness it was going to corrupt them and make them let's just say violent or hostile now with the robots and the androids, not robots, but androids being hostile, and add the the manipulation that the Delos company is also putting in, it's it's a recipe for disaster. But Ford, he has his ego problem. He wanted to prove to the world that. Hey, I can do this. So, this season is about that. I believe that they're talking about like, hey, there's three pillars here. There's Ford Outlook, there's Arnold Outlook, and there's the Delos Company. And I am erring on the side of... Arnold, because I believe that we are not ready for stuff like that. Because when you have corporations getting involved, that means money getting involved. And companies care about money. They do not care about experiences. So hopefully this year, this season brings some more good episodes. So, if you're not watching it, please get into it. It's very good. And that was this week's top stories in pop culture. Thank you again for listening to Cheap Thrills. I've been your host, Etheria. I hope to see you again next week. If you'd like to contact us via email, you can write us at cheapthrillspodcast01 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Cheap Thrills Podcasts.